Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Start your engines. It's time to talk all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, Dennis Michelson, and Laurie Monroe from Racetalkradio.com. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Driven by the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Now, Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Yeah, welcome to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. We certainly appreciate their support. With me today, Jeff Orlowski in studio. Jeff, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And it's uh, Phoenix this week. Yeah. One-mile oval. Track's been around since 1964. First race won by... The legendary Supertex AJ Foyt in an Indy car back in the day. And uh, it was a, a pretty unique track, had an odd shape to it and uh, had a little, some little quirkiness to it and still has some with the, with the landscaping because of the, the topography of the area and uh, the front, the first turn had a little, it jutted out and there's all his famous photos of the Indy car races back there. And then the uh, Copper Road Classic that they used to run out there. And, Jeff, this was pretty cool. The Copper down in Phoenix. This was a, a, a weekend that they had sprint cars, midgets. Uh, usually sometimes Winston West cars were out there. The old Winston West cars were late models and super modifieds. Nice. And super modifieds are uh, they're pretty big up in the northeast in Ohio, upstate New York. And then there's uh, out west. Uh, Idaho, of all places, there's some racetracks up in Idaho, Washington State. There's a Western uh, States Association that runs Super Modifieds, and they bring those cars down to Phoenix. And these things are just, uh, if you remember the old Indy front engine, Indy Roadsters, well, if they would have kind of, if Indy cars would have stayed with the engines up front, they probably would have evolved into a Super Modified. What they do with these engines, they're up in front, but they're offset to the left. And they have all the weight, of course. They try and move everything to the left because they race on ovals. They have these huge wings on the back. And these things were so fast at Phoenix back in the in the 1980s and early 90s that they were, they could actually, they were timing as fast as the rear of the field for the IndyCar races. Wow. That's how fast these guys go. And a lot of the, the, the sprint car midget drivers and some IndyCar drivers back in the day would race these things, you know, guys like Billy Vukovic, uh, Johnny Parsons, and these guys. And it was a huge, huge event. And it was just a lot. And they would uh, remember TNN, uh, the old country station, which I think evolved, eventually became Spike, I believe. But um, it was a country It was based in Nashville. I think Gaylord Broadcasting had them. And uh, when ESPN started to broadcast NASCAR races in the 1980s, because they needed content. 
And one of the things, there was a lot of back then in ESPN, of course, you had your oddball sports and whatnot. And they were just looking for con- racing. Yeah, I mean, everything. And NASCAR, I mean, filled a nice gap, and they were getting decent ratings. And, and the rights fees weren't what they are now. And, I mean, NASCAR, in a way, really built ESPN back in the day. and But they couldn't do all the races. And because, you know, see, even back then the season was quite long. So TNN kind of filled in that vacuum where they would do probably a dozen races a year. And it was a uh, through a, a company called, um, I think it was Diamond Peace Sports maybe. And I think Humpy Wheeler's daughter was involved with that, Pam, I think it was. Anyway, so they, a lot of these uh, races were on TNN, and they always would broadcast the Copper World Classic. And that was such a neat event back then. But anyways, they would, and you could see Phoenix was always neat because it was this one mile track. And it was kind of cool because, you know, especially if you're living up here back when I was, you know, you're a kid, you're watching this stuff, and it's snowy here, but in Phoenix it's really nice, and they got these wild cars that you didn't see the you know, see up here. And it made, uh, uh, it was a neat event, and it showed a lot. They, the, the sight lines of Phoenix, where I'm trying to bring this around full circle, is they had a lot of oddball things. They had that little... Uh, so turn one, there was like a little offshoot. It would like jut out more on the, on the first turn. And then it, when you went around the turn two in the back stretch at dog leg, there was an opening. And at one time, I guess there was a road course there, but that was also for emergency vehicles to go there. And then, of course, you had the mountain, which is owned by the uh, Indian. Um, it's an Indian part of an Indian reservation. And uh, it just it was a, just a neat, neat track. Unfortunately... They kind of got away when they reconfigured the track a couple of years ago, and they kind of smoothed it out and kind of took took all those quirkinesses out of it. Of course, the dog leg is still there, and they got that big sweeping turn, and then they have that end part where the guys can cut the corner, which very, very rarely ever works, but it does make some uh, interesting uh, uh, looks for uh, TV. And then uh, the, the other thing is they're going to redo this track, and they're spending a lot of money, and they're moving – the, the start-finish line up towards turn two. So basically the grandstands and everything's going to be built around turn two towards turn one, and then they're going to tear down the old grandstands on the front straightaway now. So the front straightaway won't be a front straightaway. I guess it'll be kind of like a batch stretch. So it'll be interesting to see. They're spending, I think, uh, over $100 million on this thing. Wow. So it should be really interesting. The other int- I was talking to, to some buddies a couple weeks ago, and they used to go to Phoenix in the 70s when they were uh, uh, young buck uh, IndyCar mechanics. And it was in the middle of nowhere. And the last time I was out there was in 94. And even back then, it was still real rural area. And now it's all built up. Yeah. And I still, still wouldn't mind getting out there uh, next month for the IndyCar race if I can put some things together. Otherwise, uh, I still like to get out there because uh, uh, it's, it's a neat, neat track. And it should be a neat race uh, for those wondering. Joey Logano did get the pole yesterday for the 13th annual Camping World 500. And uh, we got Ryan Blaney will be starting alongside. And he's, he's looking pretty good this year, hasn't he, so far, Jeff? Yeah, he has. He had, you know, some great finishes. Uh, Daytona, he finished fantastic. He's really coming into his own. And uh, and he's showing some power behind the, the Wood Brothers team. Yep. And uh, a lot of, lot of fans will be happy to hear this. Dale Earnhardt Jr. qualified third. Uh, it's taken a few races. It seems to kind of get his groove back, hasn't it? Yeah, well, you know, he got unlucky in the 500, but that happens to you know to most people, 
especially with the wreck fest that we had this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, at, at least he's gotten through the first crash. He knows that his body can can hold up and you know, I expect his confidence to uh, to build and he should start racing for, you know, start contending more than he has. And then the next couple of guys are guys that have really really been looking good cons- consistently the last few races. That's Kyle Larson and then Jamie McMurray who's starting fifth. He's been running strong. And then Brad Keselowski, of course, and then uh, Chase Elliott. I mean, you can't the, that those four guys right there have been running strong and have been very, very consistent this it, year. And that's and Kyle Larson is just knocking on just, the door. He is, isn't he? Knocking on the door. He gave uh, you know a lot of people gave him flack for giving mm-hmm. up the inside uh, at Atlanta, and um, or was that at at Vegas? Either way. He he had he was racing for for a chance to win and and he you know he I think it was Atlanta he yeah. he gave up the inside and and ended up well you know still had a good finish but but didn't win but he's knocking on the door Chase Elliott he was fastest in morning practice uh, today so you know those guys are they're they're off to a hot start well one thing especially with tracks like Atlanta and Michigan some of those you know you may not want to give up that inside it's just the car is like saying. Nah, I want to run up there this lap. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. It might oh, have yeah. been a case there. <laughs> well, with as much as Kyle Larson loves to run the top line, you know, if he, even yeah. if he couldn't make his car stick on the bottom, the first thing everybody's going to say is, well, he loves the top too much. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll, we're going to talk about uh, last week at Vegas. I'm trying to think now. Let's see here. Mark, that's right. Martin Truex Jr. won. Anything else happen at that race? Oh, I think there was a boxing match after well, it's Vegas. So I guess, yeah, boxing in Vegas seems to go together. We will talk with Dennis Michelson coming up next from racetalkradio.com. After this break, you're listening to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at Milwaukee area and Apple Auto Care Centers on the web. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from Racetalkradio.com, Dennis Michelson. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Mr. Z, it is great to be here. Well, it's great having you here. Well, it's great to be had. There's a there's a there's a big elephant in this room, and we haven't talked about it yet. Uh-oh. He's just standing there in the corner with his Oakland A's oh hat on. Oh my goodness! Yeah, gotta love the Oakland A's. Oh, I love their uniforms and logo. The logo with the elephant with the uh, pennant in his trunk. Yeah, they need to go old school and go back to like the seventies uniform. I got a cool spike. I got a friend of mine in Madison who 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 posts uh, an old Veda blue or Raleigh fingers or whoever catfish hunter photo about once every three weeks during baseball season saying that same thing oh yeah yeah that's that's old school is the way to go when you're an Oakland A's fan and if you're a if you're a Twitter fan there is a really a couple of cool 1970s based uh Twitter accounts out there that that post some really cool photos in the Twitterverse I'll have to check that out you think you need to that was quite the pregnant pause there, Dennis. 
Well, I just, you know, what what can I say? I, I, uh, I, I'm not very fluent on 1970s on Twitter because you, you are too. That was that was your heyday. Come on, you had your leisure suit on, your big hair, and everything, bell bottoms. Oh, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I, I had the bell bottoms. I have to admit, uh, mm-hmm. had, had the bell bottoms, but I was a little too uh, too young for the disco thing and. You know, I actually had this problem when it came to disco. I only liked music, mm. and uh, so I had to pass on disco. You had that, you had that big, big poster of Tom Skilling in your bedroom. I'm on. I know. Well, yeah, but it was back in the day when he had the hand puppets on the walkie TV. That was. <laughs> You're not supposed to know about fan. that, Albert. That's when I was a big fan. Yeah, man. I'm surprised you know about that. That's the most impressive thing I know about you. I think. Other than, other than now, for for those listeners not knowing it, Dennis Dennis is a meteorologist. So. Uh, was. Well, was. you still I'm, are. I'm, well, I is am, there some type I'm, of I'm, is is there some type of license licensing that you have to continually do? Because I, now I can say I'm a former EMT because I never kept up my licensing. So. Yeah, the only thing I would say is, as a meteorologist that you're out of the trade, you uh, you miss out on a few of the new schnazzy models and and some of that. I keep up with it pretty good, but, uh, you know, the old skills are rusty. You don't do it for a while. It's just like a race car driver. You don't get wow. in that race car for, for about 10 years, and you're going to get real rusty. So that's, that's the only problem. That's a good point. Getting back to the elephant. Okay, I'm going to... This is I'm this is my proclamation from Steve. I'm coming down off the mountain with my tablet. Mr. Brian France, you 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 have this you, you want to be like all the other sports. You want to have playoffs, you want to have games, you you you, you emulate it in, in the little notes that you give to your broadcasters, saints, comparing, making comparisons constantly to stick and ball sports. This and that, and how we you want to be accepted with all the other ones. You want to, you 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 want to be, you know, with baseball, football, and basketball, and even hockey. But yet, when you have a fight and a guy lands a punch on TV, actually no, they actually missed a punch on TV. It's Mr. Jeff Gluck, who I must say has the video of the week last week. I must give him kudos for that uh, for that video. Uh, but natural landed a punch. I mean, full extension, everything, and how there is no fine, much less a race suspension. I think to a lot of fans in pro in racing and just sports fans in general, kind of shake their head and go, uh, "Is this really a sport?" Because even in hockey, they will penalize you and suspend you for fighting. Dennis, the floor is yours. Well, I think maybe that the sport that NASCAR wants to emulate more of is the WWE. So maybe what we're going to see this weekend during driver introductions is you're going to see Kyle Busch grab the microphone away from the guy given the, you know, doing the announcements and he's going to rip his shirt off all of Hulk Hogan. And he's going to display these big seven inch guns, brother. And he's going to be in trouble. He's going to mess with this man. Joey's going to be messing with these big garter snakes, brother. And it's going down. Oh, 
Okay. That's what we're going to see this weekend. Okay. However, Jeff has a good counterpoint. Jeff, what did you just mention to me off air? Well, I think the fight was fantastic for NASCAR. I think that NASCAR got time on ESPN during Selection Sunday of the NCAA tournament, and they got a lot of time on SportsCenter and all the other highlight shows that they normally wouldn't have gotten if it was just a regular race and there was no antics post-race. However, what was what was being said on Twitter and everything after the race, though? They were backpedaling, weren't they? Yeah. So my feeling is, okay, if you're going to go that route, see, this is what frustrates me. Okay, you had to fight, you know. Okay, what I don't like is Joey Logano and and and, and Bush going, you know, oh no no, we're sorry, we're gonna, you know, this that, but no, talk it up. Now you got you guys have gone down this road. You might as well continue. I don't want to hear no BS apology that I know they don't mean. Looking like Ryan Leaf reading from a piece of paper. That's crap. If you guys are going to have a fight, well then talk it up and don't don't backtrack. You know, Mr. Penske, Mr. Respected Car Owner, I mean, this is a guy who fired a guy after winning a championship because he couldn't get along with his crew and he couldn't test and whatnot. I mean, this is, I, I just shake my head that a, a, a jerk like Joey Logano can drive for Roger Penske. It's ridiculous. Whoa, whoa, it's fine whoa, if you're going to be whoa, a jerk whoa, whoa. and you're going to be punching guys and not showing respect for guys on, on the track. And now I understand Vegas wasn't that bad of a deal. I think Bush over, you know, Bush was the guy in the wrong here. But still, it, Joey's got a lot of baggage. You know, that's no, fine. No, then then no, play the no, role, no. but don't backtrack. No, 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 no. Joey Logano did absolutely nothing wrong in this situation. This was all started by Kyle Busch because he was battling for fourth position and didn't want then to why is he apologizing? Brad Keselowski. And, and Kyle drove him down, and then Joey Logano overdrove the corner. That's what he was apologizing for, was overdriving the corner. The day that these guys stopped fighting for fourth position, though, is the day that I don't want anything to do with this style of racing because it'll show that the millions of dollars that these guys have made have taken the racing soul out of these guys. Right. There's nothing wrong with what happened. Now, the problem that I have is, you're right, NASCAR got a ton of exposure from this, and they milked it as they always do while saying, you know, wink, wink, don't don't fight. It's the old adage of, you know, like you see the, the sign, the joke signs at the short track fight in the pit area, $100 fine, fight on the front stretch, $50 bonus. You know, it's it's all about a show. I get that. But they could have accomplished the exact same thing in this show by giving a fine or giving a probationary period to, to Kyle Busch. He was the only one in the wrong because it should not be tolerated to take a punch at a fellow competitor after the race. If they want to scuffle a little bit, that's fine. He came over, and that was as close to a sucker punch as you're going to see thrown. In totally that. agree. And he deserved the punishment that he got with his face hitting the front of the car or whatever happened and causing a gash because at least he came away with something because there should have been a token fine. There should have been a probationary period because otherwise you're going to encourage more of this kind of antic. But, you know, as far as NASCAR's concerned, everything's okay. I'm happy to be back in the car. 
Well, I agree with you, Dennis. I think this uh, was completely Kyle Busch's fault. He was so aggressive that he didn't want to slow down knowing that Keselowski was off the pace, so he just rammed his car straight straight into Logano. But then he wants to take offense when Logano doesn't want to lift when he's going into the turn and they're racing for fourth going to the checkers. So it's obviously you know, in my opinion, Kyle Bush's fault, but then I'm with you as well, Steve. I don't think that, you know, especially Logano, he's on this apology tour all week long. Oh, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for this. If I was him, I wouldn't apologize for anything, you know? Well, he got door, he got door slammed. He door slammed the guy back. And the only difference is the second guy that got hit, just like you often see, he, he's the one that took the worst of it because he went around. I didn't hit a wall hard. He didn't get hurt. He didn't get shaken up. There was no other reason to have his reaction except it was a temper tantrum. Let's call it what it was. There's only one good thing about this is I don't have to hear from the announcers how much Kyle Busch has grown up since he became a father <laughs> and got married and all that other nonsense. Kyle Busch is the same Kyle Busch that's out there. I'm glad there's drivers like that in NASCAR, just like I'm glad there's drivers like Joey Logano who won't take any guff. If you look at all of the incidents that Joey Logano has ever been involved with, it's always been a payback for being raced the way that he was raced. I've never seen him be the first one to throw a blow, and in this case, he didn't also. You know, are there times when he has raced, you know, overly hard or raced dirty? Yeah, I guess there has been, but he's gotten the payback when he's done that. And, you know, it's it's been handed to him when he's done that. But he's also been racing for the win when he's done that. And that's a big difference versus Kyle Busch door slamming over fourth place. And if you're going to door slam over fourth place, then don't whine when a guy door slams you back for fourth place. It's just my point. You know who the big loser in this is Martin Truex Jr.? You know, because he well, won the race, yeah, and it's you know. The, well, the big the or big sponsors are, I against, should say, Furniture Row and everything. They're they're yeah. not getting any pub out of this. You know, the big loser was the fact that that we spent all week talking about this and talked less about this horrible, horrible aerotight condition that this lower downforce rule was supposed to solve. You want to solve and get better racing, do two things. Give these guys more power. Take those side skirts off. Take the front splitters off these cars. Dirty up the arrow and let them drive real cars again. Totally agree. We're watching qualifying, uh, you know, yesterday. Watching these cars suck down, you know, so low to the ground before they even hit the track, the skirts on the side were sort of scraping. And they even put side skirts on that kept them from being able to jack the car up on pit lane. It's ridiculous the way they're turning these things into Formula One with fenders, and that's why we're not getting better racing than we're getting. Well, we'll be talking more about this, or I should say you and Lori will be talking more about this after the, the sports flash here at the bottom of the hour. And you're listening to Dennis Michelson from Race Talk Radio on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Dennis, we certainly appreciate your time uh, coming on the show, and we'll hear more from you after the, the break. Sounds good to you, man.
It's going to be a full show today, too. Uh, at the top of the hour, we have uh, David Hobbs from NBC Sports. He'll be coming on the show. We'll do a Formula One preview with him. And then we also have an interview with the, the winner of the first IndyCar race of the year at St. Pete, uh, Seb- Sebastian Bourdais, who uh, won the event with Dale Coyne Racing. Eddie Lapine was in uh, uh, Sebring this weekend and uh, did an interview with uh, Sebastian who's also running for Chip Ganassi in the Ford GT in the 12 Hours of Sebring, which is running right now. Speaking of Sebring, we'll also have uh, Tony DeZeno. We'll call in uh, about 135 or so, and we'll chat with him, uh, who will be live at Sebring, and uh, get a live update for the race uh, down there in sunny Florida. And uh, it's time now for a Sports Flash with Jeff Olowski. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 